and welcome to another episode of the Driftcast. I'm your host, Kalai, and joined with me today is Joe. What's up, Joe? Man, we have to do this show more than once a month because there's just so much to talk about today. It's ridiculous. That's true. You're going to put yourself into volunteering to help edit the show? Uh, I'll do notes if we do another episode. You've never done notes. You've told me a million times you're going to do notes and you've never done notes. So I don't believe I you. mean, I look at I looked at them today. That's a start, right? That is a start. You've never looked at them before. So I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Uh, with me today is also Matt. What's up, Matt? Yo. So we got a lot to talk about today. We are going to be talking about the Nintendo Direct because we are very, very excited. Dude, happy Pokemon Day, everyone. And what a glorious Pokemon Day it was. 26 years ago. Jesus. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. It's been that many years. Like, I was I, playing it in high school. I mean, I remember playing it on the stoop of my house when I was 13 years old. And I felt like I was too old playing it then. I was an adult and my husband was like, why the hell are you playing this stupid ass game? Yeah. That stupid ass game makes billions of dollars. <laughs> oh, let's not get ahead of ourselves. All right. Let's start this off like we always do with the toast, the Patreon producers, Redbeard Rick, T-Bird, and JT. Thank you guys so much. Okay. Go back for seconds. Yeah, well, I'm thirsty. I'm, I'm going to be doing a lot of talking. At least, hopefully, as long as somebody doesn't interrupt me. Matt, don't interrupt her. <laughs> I'll take your lead, Joe. So, normally, we would talk about what we've been playing on the Switch. But we're just going to put that all aside because we have a lot to really go into today. Oh, you're here, we have a lot of notes. Because we just had a Nintendo Direct that was probably one of the best Nintendo Directs ever. Well, at least for us it was. Um, there was a couple things I liked. A couple things. Well, a lot of people bitched and complained about it. A lot of people bitched and complained about every Nintendo uh, Direct. I don't like RPGs. <laughs> That's all I got. That's all I got from the people bitching and complaining. All right. So the first thing the Nintendo Direct talked about was Fire Emblem Warriors Three Houses. We How don't excited need... are you? Um, <laughs> so it's usually custom that if there's going to be a Fire Emblem game in the Direct, it's usually the first thing they show. I don't know why they do it that way, but they just do. And I already knew the game was coming because one of my friends told me because one of his friends is actually one of the one, one of the people doing art for it. So I knew it was coming. I just didn't know when. And this is like the dream game for a Warriors game because they have so much potential for characters here. So many characters. And like, you don't need to add any characters from any of the other games in the series. You can just stick with this game itself. And you have like a roster of like 30 or 40 guys you can just play as. It's, it, I, I cannot wait for this game. Comes out, I think, like June 10th. So, well, let's talk about this now because you didn't play the last Fire Emblem Warriors. Who didn't? You did. I beat it. Oh, didn't you say it wasn't as good as the as uh? No, Zelda? actually, I turned it around after I beat it. Like I said, it was one of the best Warriors games I played. I, the triangle, the triangle aspect of it made it actually 
different and added to the mechanics of the game. You couldn't just run in and kill every temple because if like you were weak to arrows and shit, you get like shot down in like four seconds. So I mean, obviously you could have you could, you know, boost your character up and level them up high enough to where that really didn't matter anymore with like most Warriors games, but I felt like they did enough different things with they're doing a lot of different things with a lot of these Warriors games. Like I started playing the Persona one. That's a little bit different. And we can talk about that another time, but I'm super jazzed for this. This is a day one purchase for me. I'm surprised I didn't buy it yet. Probably because I have other games to buy in the next week and month. So but um yeah, I'm super jazzed for this. Like I'm like I'm over the moon excited. Uh you guys gonna pick this up or play this or I played the last Fire Emblem Warriors game. Um I think I have it, but I don't I lent it to a friend and, and it took so long to get it back I forgot about it. <laughs> so I'm I'm familiar with Dynasty Warriors. I'm familiar most with Hyrule Warriors, and I'm not a Fire Emblems fan, so therefore there's really no incentive for me to pick up this one. I didn't pick up the last one. Uh, my wife did, and she didn't even get through it. I I've just never been a Fire Emblems guy, so I'm happy for the people who wanted this, but does nothing for me personally. I, I thought she did get through the last Fire Emblem game. No, Fire Emblem Warriors. Oh yeah, that's because it's a Mushu game. I didn't expect exactly. Her to get- all right. Did, did you play Three Houses, though, Matt? No, like I said, I'm not a Fire Emblem guy. I've I've tried a couple. I think in in our chat, I mentioned that I tried uh, Birthright or Awakenings, whatever the the two game one was on the 3ds, and you know, two or three missions in, I was like, yeah, no, this is not the game for me. So I, I gave up on it pretty hardcore. All right. Next announced. Which we kind of, we already knew about. This was already announced. Was the Advance Wars one and two reboot? Wasn't that already announced, or is it me? Am I? No, it was already announced. They gave a final official release date though, which was nice. Um, I've never played Advance Wars, but I mean, for many many years, uh, Joe has said, "Kali, you need to play Advance Wars." Now you can <laughs> exactly. Uh, I mean, I'm excited for this because I feel. I'm a I'm a OG Advance Wars fan. I love intelligent systems. Again, they're the same people that make Fire Emblem. So you start off with two announcements from well, I'm I mean, obviously Koei Tecmo made the other game, but this is actually made by I don't think this is made by Intelligent Systems either. I think this is actually made by Way Forward, correct? I think Way Forward is working on this with Intelligent Systems or something like that. I don't think it's just Intelligent Systems that's doing this. Oh, interesting. Um, I hope that they're gonna make a new game if this one sells. That's what I'm hoping. Or I'm hoping we get a port of the uh, 3DS one. Because the 3DS one is my favorite one. Dual Strike is phenomenal. If you're going to go back and play any of the uh, Advance Wars games, I would say play Dual Strike. So you're not familiar with it at all, Kali? No, I'm not. So basically, it kind of plays like Fire Emblem, except you have units. So every time you get in a battle, you have 10 units. It's like 10 on 10 units. And every time you fire back and forth, like you take out some of their units, they take out some of your units based on like if you level them up or not level them up. If they're um if they're like higher proficient units, like um like um like bazooka guys or like um lieutenants instead of like it's it's different. It's so different because it's it's just a tactical game that has units instead of just having it's just not just one on one like Fire Emblem. It's another formula like rock, paper, scissors. You got land, air, and sea units and yep. one trumps the other, and if you put x amount of units into a line it, it i i had played a little bit of advanced wars back in the day i didn't get too deep into it like i said those type of games really don't do a lot for me 
Um, it reminds me very much of what Wargroove tried to be when that came out in the last couple of years. Uh, yeah, Wargroove was a ser- uh, spiritual successor, definitely. Yeah. And it's probably the best game since that game. I mean, that game was phenomenal. Wargroove is great. If you don't, yeah. All right, the next game coming to Nintendo, which really, really confused me because there's no way in Nintendo. So this has got to be a cloud version. I'm pretty sure it is a cloud version. No Man's Sky. So my friends and I played a lot of this on the computer recently uh, through Game Pass. I was an OG No Man's Sky adopter. I bought it upon release uh, full in my clown makeup thinking this is going to be the greatest thing ever. It way was not. However, Hello (laughs) Games has done. (laughs) If there's a turnaround story for any game, Hello Games did it for this one. Uh, They've done an amazing job turning the ship around, adding in all the things that they said were going to be in the game for nothing. They, they haven't charged anybody a single dime for anything beyond what the game initially cost. And they've also introduced crossplay, which is going to be exciting because all these people adopting it for the Switch are going to be able to get into this whole huge universe and have people that are already uh, out there showing them the ropes. They've introduced expeditions, which are mini quests that you can go on with your friends with different goals and things that you need to accomplish. The fact what baffles me the most is how they managed to fit all of this onto the switch. I'm sure there's going to be downgrades and visuals. Textures aren't going to be as poppy. I'm worried about draw distances on on these planets. For those of you who don't know, No Man's Sky is a procedurally generated universe traversal game where you start on a crash-landed planet and you have to build everything back up from your ship to your base. And the ultimate goal is to search for this entity known as Atlas. And Atlas drives you forward towards the center of the universe. And you can meet other aliens and trade ships and multi-tools and bases and you get to build a mech that traverses the planet it's a massive massive game and if that if exploration is your type of thing this game is for you but is this is no man's sky a cloud port though no no it's it's on a cartridge what? take that square enix it's not gonna run well i've seen them run civ it's not gonna run well <laughs> I never said it was going to run well. I'm just saying that it's going to be amazing that it's on the Switch. I feel like you can never compare like how a game runs on a Switch versus how it runs other places. You know, you're you're using like seven year old tech on the Switch. Like it's... Yeah, but have you ever seen Civ run on the Switch? Yes. I played. I, I got Civ, the new Civ, to practice. Jim's like, oh, get it on your Switch. I was like, that's a great idea. And I, and like the longer you went, the, the the harder it chugged. And I was like, oh. I mean, again, it's you got to give up something to have portability, right? Well, yes, but do we need to put all these games on the Switch? I, I mean, I think next week or next month's topic, we could definitely talk about like how can the Switch still survive without an upgraded Switch? If because this direct made it very clear that we're getting ports of very old games and we're not getting ports of new games because the Switch cannot handle them. So, like, as we keep going forward, this is going to be the main problem of the Switch is it's not going to be able to play newer games. It's just not like it's not set up to do that. Yeah, we definitely will have to have a discussion about that. 
I mean, I'm not buying No Man's Sky. Are you, Kali? Oh, definitely not. If I was going to buy it, I was going to buy it on the computer so I could play with these guys. And even that, I'm like, I crossed my line at No Man's Sky. More like No Man's Buy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Then with Super Mario Strikers. which is Soccer like... Mario! Yeah, this is stupid. It's, people have been wanting a, a new Strikers game for a while. There's there's people who don't get their FIFA, so the next best thing is, you know, Mario, what? Mario playing <laughs> soccer. It's 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 a how natural is, progression from tennis and golf and. But how is you your know? next best thing, Mario soccer from FIFA? <laughs> like, yeah. no, it's not. They're not, they're not putting uh, what's what's the other winning eleven or something? No, they don't. Sh- they shouldn't put that anywhere. It's like broken as hell now. Now it's a free to play game. Uh, Mario Strikers is interesting. I played this a lot during my college days on the GameCube with my friends. I love this game. Do I need one on the Switch? No. No, I don't, because they mess up all these sports games on the Switch. There's never, like, a dedicated single-player mode or, like, anything to play outside of multiplayer, and if you don't have, like... I feel like I feel like a lot of Nintendo games are, like, couch co-op games. They're not online co-op games, especially not with their online, like, the way that they, they run their online. It's so shitty. Like, I, I don't, I can't recommend this. I just can't. In good faith. Like, I mean, if Shy Guy's in it, I might have to buy it just like Mario Golf. I might just have to throw down my money and be like, well, Shy Guy's in it. You got to buy it now. So, and how did that work out for you? I did buy Mario Golf. And I, how did the work out for you? I mean, I like it. It's, it's Mario Golf. I mean, I feel like it needed more, though. Again, I feel like Nintendo's half-assed putting games together where they're giving you these games, but they're only giving you like portions so they can give you the rest of DLC or rele- release the rest as they're able to put it together. Like, I feel like for the last few years, they've had to have titles released because they didn't have anything to release. So they give you like these half finished games and they're like, oh, we'll finish them over time and you'll get the rest of it. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm more thinking that remember the original commercial for the Switch when okay. it first when it, when it first came out? And they never like like it was that girl. She's like, I'm going to go to the party with my friends and I'm going to take the switch and we're all going to play this stupid ass game. Yeah. That came out. Yo, no one's playing switch on a rooftop with their friends. Like, let's be real. Like, <laughs> like uh, this but chick Nintendo <laughs> keeps making games for that purpose. Well, do you remember like the original direct when it was like, oh, yeah, bring your switch to the basketball court so you can play shitty ass NBA 2K on it? <laughs> well, yeah. He- it and they tried to force your hand with uh, Super Mario, not Super Mario Party, whatever the Mario Party was, because I think the new Super Mario Party is the redo of the old ones. Mario Party, whatever, and they had modes that were dedicated. You can only play this mini game on a tabletop by laying your Switch down and playing it that way. And people said, "This is not what we want. We want Mario Party back." <laughs> So yeah, you're right. Nobody is bringing their Switch and laying it down on a table. At best, at best, people are bringing their Switch on airplanes and maybe you're playing something local with your friend on an airplane where there's minimal room and, you, and you're both looking at a Switch on somebody's tray table ahead of them. And it's, just, it's not the way people are going to be playing the Switch. However, that said, there are still people who want Mario Strikers and they're going to buy it and play it because it's just like t- tennis and golf. It's an alternative Mario sport that people are going to play. You just described my flights. 
Will you be buying Mario Strikers? Matt. Fuck no. <laughs> wow, so it's a fuck no for all of us. There you go. Right. And you know what the other thing about this whole lay the switch down so you could like play games? First of all, that switch is $300 at least, minimum $300. Cuz you can't really do that crap on the on the on the switch Dude, light. But all of us adults who have bad eyesight, we can't see those little screens, Nintendo. Doesn't matter. That shit's not coming to my hand. It's $350. No. Like, it's not coming out of my greasy palms. It's that expensive? No. little no, turbulence no. and the switch goes flying off the tray table. <laughs> yeah, with Nintendo's shitty products, it'll probably break. And then they'll be like, oh, $900 to fix it. <laughs> All right, let's move on. The next game is Front Mission First. I have no idea what this is. Uh, Front Mission's a baller-ass uh, tactical RPG made by Square. Who are now Square Enix, obviously. But that's that's an old-school Square game. Uh, it's a PS1 game, I believe. The first one was. And it was really good. I had it back in the day. I'm actually excited. And I got so excited. And then I got super excited when they were like, oh, yeah, and, next, and later this year, you're getting number two as well. And I was like, oh, whoa. Yeah, it, it, it's got mechs, so it's interesting to me. I might look at some videos before I'm making a decision on picking it up. I never played it back in the day, but I had always heard good things about it. If you're in for a good, uh, like a good challenge, this game's got your back. It's challenging. Uh, that's, uh, good to know. All right. Next, let's go to Latoon 3. Uh, Bass. <sighs> I've I picked up the original Splatoon on release. I picked up Splatoon 2 on release. They keep seem to improve every iteration. Splatoon 1 being online only. Splatoon 2 having a single player mode as well as a horde mode. Splatoon 3 and and then Splatoon 2 had the DLC that I never picked up but evidently was a very good uh, side story for the game. Splatoon doesn't really need lore. I don't know why they they keep going into more and more of having lore. It could just be like an old style Mario game. Just make fun levels that involve you being a squid kid and traversing around. Uh, I forgot, Kali. Did did you get any of the Splatoons? Yeah, I love Splatoon one. I got Splatoon two, and you know what? The most exciting thing about Splatoon two was for me, and the most freaking disappointing thing about Splatoon two was for me. That we sucked. No. When the game came out, you couldn't get into a party and go into a game together. I wanted to be like, you know, Call of Duty where me, Jim, you, we get into a party and we go in there and we paint some crap together as adults. But no. You gotta, we tried to like, we did the whole let's try to queue at the same time and see if we're in the same game thing. And it was annoying. I forgot. Go ahead, Jeff. No, no, go ahead, Matt. I forgot at the time because, you know, the game group that we play with, we managed to get some matches going online. So I think they fixed it at some point, but it just wasn't enough because then you got like every other game. If you don't practice it every day, it just stopped being fun. You were single handedly destroyed every match and we just gave up on it, which is why I think it's good that they have a single player and that they have a horde mode. So that way, if you want to play with your friends, you don't have to play competitive online and get destroyed. Yeah, it's it's on my list. I want to play two. I got to go back and play two. Start from the beginning. Get a nice, fresh, clean playthrough. So, 
then I would probably buy three, depending on seeing what's going to come out with it. All right. I mean, I wanted to get into Splatoon, but I always felt like I would never enjoy it unless I put like tons and tons and tons of time into it. So I always like was like, I don't know if I really want to play this. I played the demo like I played it when we had that free event and I enjoyed it. But I was like, I really have to would have to invest a lot of time in this to be good at it, to be able to play it consistently to actually really reap the benefits of playing it. So then I was like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. But the story mode is a lot of fun. Like the story mode you would like. It's very Mario-esque. Well, I heard it's basically like a tutorial that teaches you how to play the game. The first one was, yes. I don't know it, what it actually, it's more than that. It has a significant amount of levels. The It starts in a hub world, kind of like Mario 64 and all the other Super Marios. And to get to the other levels, you have to earn a number of uh, electric fish. I forgot what the actual name was. And then use your weapons to traverse the hub world to get to the next series of levels. And then you would play through them. I wouldn't say that they, each of them is a tutorial, but they do have themes, just like every Mario game does. And the single player is actually very worthwhile. So if you're going to go into it for something, at least go into it for that. It is a fun single player adventure, and I see them carrying through that on Splatoon 3. Okay, uh, you kind of got me there. I kind of might want to go pick up the other one when it goes on sale for 30 bucks again. I, I really believe that like the first one had like a an actual game to it because i didn't play online much but i beat the the tutorial mode which was a lot you had a lot of stuff to do in there it it there the tutorials that they had on it weren't anything near what they did on two two actually had a filled out single player adventure the stuff in one was kind of like traversing to a diff i remember you had to go through a sewer to a different area but it wasn't anything like what two did. I, I just can't remember. But I, I like remember, I said, they I evolve every time. Boss, I remember boss fights in the first one. Your memory is better than mine, then. Yeah, like I like really feel like it was a. a lot no, of they fun. didn't. They didn't have it because the only thing you could do really was online. Uh, they did do salmon run, which they introduced the horde mode later on. The most fun that Splatoon always does is they have. Uh, competition events they'll go in and they'll say all right what's better hot dogs or pizza and you play for your team or you know turtles or birds or red or blue they would do all sorts of fun little competition weekends really got the community going that sounds dope yeah they were those were really i had a lot of fun playing those i i remember those but, oh i have to go play my my event i was like okay whatever <laughs> um yeah so Check it out if you guys are kind of into that thing. That I would recommend for you. It's coming in uh, what the summer, I think, right? Yeah, which you might be able to get Splatoon Two on sale if you look hard enough. Yeah, I think I think I might pick it up. I mean, I'm I don't I'm at no loss for any Switch games to play right now, but yeah. Like I told myself, I'm yeah. No, we'll get there when we get to that game. Never mind, because it was in this direct. So. All right. So the next one, I was really surprised. This game is like five years too late announcing, but we're all gonna want it. <laughs> Nintendo Switch Sports finally. I don't want this. I need to get it. I mean, it's got bowling. I mean, that's why I have to get it. <laughs> it's disc. It's it's on the cheaper side too, wasn't it? Like thirty or forty bucks. I know it's not full price this time. 
I don't know. I don't think they announced a price, but they're also no. You can buy it now. I think. I actually think it has a release date and everything. You can you can actually physically like pre buy it now. After they did the demo weekend, you can you could buy it at that point. But I can't remember how much it was. Well, the (laughs) you checking? Yeah, I'm checking. I mean, I gotta verify. But the idea was it wasn't just Switch Sports. It was Switch Sports from all of it summer resorts. Yeah. I'll probably wind up getting it because then it's another game I can play downstairs in this on the secondary dock with the, like my daughter and my wife. So that honestly having the best part of having an OLED was having a second dock that I didn't. Because now I can. Yeah, bring... I called you. I was like second dock. You're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's dope because like now I can play stuff downstairs with my wife and my daughter. And I didn't really have that luxury before. So pretty cool now. All right. Next game is. And I did not write this, but it was genius. MLB the slow. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll talk about this because I'm the big Major League Baseball guy here. I mean, I am wearing my Mets sweatshirt. Go Mets. Um, honestly, I might buy this on the Switch. And I know I'm crazy for saying this, but to have actual sporting, like actual baseball on a Switch is you don't know you don't realize how well this game's going to sell because everybody has no other option if all you own is a switch like people are going to buy this and i own a ps5 and i'm still probably going to get the show on ps5 too but i want to play it on the go i do like being able to play like a whole 162 game season on the on the go i love that stuff i i, I wish madden was on the go i really do like i wish we could play madden on the switch because it, it's just giving people the option to be able to play this stuff is just it's just it's it's gonna sell just for the having the option alone like if switch is taught me anything it's that portability wins out over quality of the game it really does it's insane i don't know why like people are buying kingdom hearts cloud version for god's sake and they're learning their lesson you have 10 other ways to play that game by now like why are you playing on that game yet let's move on from that one that's oh i forgot that was in the i forgot that was even in the presentation because i wiped it from my memory you know how I didn't forget, Joe? It sucks. You know how I didn't forget? I looked at the notes. Continue. Kali, being the big baseball fan you are, are you going to be getting MLB the slow? No. I'm smarter than that. <laughs> I, so I added in the, the alternate title because as I'm watching the stream and if the trailer is any indication i'm thinking the game runs at about 15 frames per second that's very generous of you it was bad joe i don't it was bad it was bad it was bad stevie wonder could see how bad the frames were (laughs) it was it was it was really don't get me wrong it looks great for a game that's going to be on the switch it looks great Every single frame that they show looks great. It's just there's not a lot of frames to show. <laughs> like I said, I think people are going to pick it up because there's no other option in the Switch for baseball. And they're going to get burned. They're going to want the refunds, and we know Nintendo's thought process on refunds. I mean, it can't be any. It can't be anywhere as bad as WWE 2K18, which is the worst Switch game of all time. And I'll stand by that. There is no game that is worse than that piece of shit. None. Not a single game. I'll fight anybody to the death on that. <laughs> All right. Next is a, a a game I've never heard of. 
So this might be all you, Joe. Maybe you can explain it and tell me if I need to get it. Live alive. Oh, uh, live alive. Live alive. Live live eleven lollipop. <laughs> so so this is an old school Japanese RPG that's Square made way back in the day. And it's really fucking cool, Kali. So it's I believe it's five or seven different stories, and each story has a different gameplay style. So you don't even play the game is not even the same per each style. I'm recording. So the game style is not the same per game. So like there's like one that takes place in the West, and I believe there's like shooting mechanics in it, and then there's one that's just a straight RPG, and there's one that's I believe tactical turn based. Uh, but I heard that it really. <laughs> Elliot, stop. I'm recording. No. Jesus. <laughs> what does she want? Not she that this is a show. Well, she wants to build Legos because we're building Legos and I'm done. So we're not done yet, though. So so <laughs> it's it's going to be a really sweet RPG. It's only 40 bucks, which is really nice. Do you like want to buy? Do you want to build a Lego? <laughs> yes, I want to build Legos. We're building Rapunzel's Tower. Oh, nice. We're almost done, and then we're gonna build a house from Encanto, Casita. Anyway, but, uh, sorry, God. But anyway, uh, it's a Kali ass game if there ever was one. All right, next, which damn, I missed the segment on this one. So next is Disney Speedstorm after it sang Elsa. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's made by the people who made um, what the hell's that game called that I play on the Switch every day? Asphalt. It's made by the people who made Asphalt 9, so it's going to be decent as far as like the racing and as far as like the support go f- goes for it. It's going to get a lot of support, and I think it's going to sell like crazy. Well, it's going to, yeah, it's going to have like microtransactions like crazy because people are going to buy like the extra Disney characters and extra carts and stuff. It's going to, it's going to be, it's going to do well. I'm probably going to wind up playing it because I play Asphalt, and if you like like games like Cruising USA, this is like the closest you're going to get besides the Cruising game they put out this year, which I felt fell kind of flat. Because there just wasn't enough content in it. And I felt like if they would have made the cruising game like this, and it was more free to play, and they just kept adding to it, it would have been better than just a retail release. I, I don't get this. Because there's Mario Kart. Why would we play this? So it's basically... It's a, it's a free-to-play racing game that updates itself weekly. And like you, get, you buy like packs of cards, and the packs of cards give you like different cars and different upgrades for your cars. And like you can earn all the ga- all the money in game with in game currency, but you can also cheat to win to pay for it. I play Asphalt. Asphalt's like probably one of the best racing games on the Switch. Like it's it's phenomenal. It's a great racing game because there's not very many good racing games on the Switch. Your thoughts, Kali? <laughs> I already gave you my thoughts. Your thoughts? She said. She said. I, I guess. I guess my question is how much money? How much Disney money is Nintendo getting for this? Because They've already got Mario Kart. They've already got the racer that they want on their system. Now they're introducing something else to say, all right, here's an alternative. But we're going to get some money out of this one because we know Disney, you've got that. You've got that money to spend. They're getting they're getting those microtransactions. Exactly. All right. The next one, I'm going to tell you what the game is and I'm going to proceed to play my other game while you two talk about it because I could give a damn ass fuck about Star Wars Force Unleashed. What what is a damn ass fuck, Kali? I don't I'm know. I'm not so, sure what sort of measurement that is. So it's the for, number of Joes. So Force. <laughs> uh, I hate. I hate. So that was not nice at all. 
and <laughs> I will never buy this game because it's the Wii U. It's like the Wii port of it, which has motion controls and it's god awful. And it, and the graphics look terrible. Did you watch the trailer for this? If I did, uh, I blocked the shit out. Yeah, I, I, I I watched it. It looked a lot smoother than MLB the Show. <laughs> um, yeah, for a game made 13 years ago, it should. Which is funny because they seem to fit it all onto a cart where the Square Enix people couldn't do that with Kingdom Hearts. No, uh, that's because they want to sell it to you all as a bundle. (laughs) I won't be picking it up. I've already played the games. They are a lot of fun. I didn't play the Wii version, but it is a fun alternative story to the Star Wars universe. Uh, I wish they released them both at the same time as a remastered collection. I thought that would be cool. That would be nice. And I really wish they would just like remaster them from the ground up and put them together. Um, the second game is not as good as the first one at all because I feel like everybody you, agrees with that. You didn't. Uh, it was horrible. I played it on 360 and like you would fall through the floor and the textures were terrible and it was the game was broken as shit. Um, but I know that was like one of the last games that LucasArts worked on, but when, before they were not LucasArts anymore, like that was one of the last games that they did. Um, what else? Um. The first game's phenomenal, though. Yeah, you really feel like you're a Jedi. Like, I think it was like the first Star Wars game where, like, I was like, my jaw dropped when I played it. Like the things oh. you could, the things you can do in that game, and like just like the opening level where you play as Darth Vader and you're just blowing people away with your Force powers and killing Wookies like crazy. Game's amazing. So I played Jedi Knight and Jedi Knight Two back in the day, and I also played those online against other people using full Jedi powers and Sith powers. Coming into this game, having the full amount of force available to you at your fingertips, like Joe said, when you're playing as Vader, just choking Wookiees and tossing them over the side was a great start to a a great game. And sadly, too, like Joe said, is not as good. And if you're going to play it and this is your only option, I recommend playing. They even made like a really dope ass like like Starkiller was a cool character. Like he was actually cool. Like I enjoyed playing as him. I thought he was cool. All right, let's move on to something more interesting, because next is Chrono Cross: The Radical Dreamers Edition. What do we think? You go first. Um, I've never played Chrono Cross, so I'm a little excited about it. But I don't think it's the original Chrono Cross. It is. Oh, okay, cool. I've never played Chrono Cross, or if I did, I played a little bit and gave up. So, Radical Dreamers is a text-based. Uh, it's a text-based game that only came out in Japan. We didn't get that piece here of Chrono Cross. So it's finally the first time we get to play it in English and in America. So that's That's that. But the original game is some say it's a masterpiece. Some say it's better than Chrono Trigger. And those people should. I don't know what you should do, but it's not right. You're wrong. The answer is you're wrong. It's not a better game than Chrono Trigger, but it's good. It's good. It took a lot of chances, that game. It really did. It, It does what most Square games do, and it tries to change this. It tries to buck the trend. Like it did what Final Fantasy eight did to Final Fantasy seven. It like took it in a completely opposite direction because it had to because it couldn't just be a sequel. It couldn't just be the same thing again. And people were kind of upset about that. I I think Chrono Cross is cool. Characters are really, really, really um, uh, memorable. Um, And I think that if if you like RPGs, you should definitely check it out. What about you, Matt? Would you be picking this up? No, I never played the Chrono series and. Therefore, I have no fondness for this. I'm happy that the people who want it are getting it, and I think it'll be worthwhile if you're into that series, but not for me. It's only 20 bucks, I think. 
Okay, so next is uh, Kirby is a car, soda machine, traffic cone. Kirby eats the world? Not gonna lie, this game looks dope. Yes, this... and it, it, this one's, and this is the Kirby in the Forgotten uh, Lands. Forgotten Lands, yeah. Dude, this it comes just... out in like 27 days, 26 days? The March 25th, it's in the notes. Yeah, it's crazy. It comes out so soon. I've never been really good at Kirby games, so like this won't be a high priority for me. Did you did you really just say you've never been good at a Kirby game? There's no such thing as being good at a Kirby game unless you're a speedrunner. You just go absorb things into your into the void of your stomach and spit them back out at people. Like that's the fun of Kirby. Yeah, right, I think I paid it for like a whole five minutes. I think that's as most. Oh, okay, ever. okay, okay. Did you play the original one on Nest Cly when you had a Nest? No, but you know, should I re- should I play it on my Nest? You can play it on your nest that you found. That's a pretty dope find, by the way. I know. And that Final Fantasy is complete. I found, everybody doesn't know, I've been cleaning out my in-law's house, which is why I haven't been on the main show. And lo and behold, we found a super a regular Nintendo system, the original Final Fantasy, still in the box with the sleeve on of it still, with the actual uh, map and uh, manual. Did you, price, did you price check it already? Of course, I price checked it already. Like, How much is it worth? I think I think I've seen as much as like two hundred bucks for an open copy. Yeah, nice. I mean, you're probably not going to sell it because it probably mean more to you than anything. But that's well, awesome. Here's the problem: we have no idea who's that Nintendo is. Yours now, finders keepers. <laughs> that's right, losers weavers. Jim never gonna, owned the Nintendo. You're gonna have to open it up and swap out that battery because that battery is long dead. I know. I have a I have a friend of a friend who might be able to like clean it up and stuff. And nice. Actually, I bought an RCA adapter to put it onto my TV and RCA to an HDMI. And Jim's like, I mean, why would you do that? What do you get out by hooking it that up? I was like, I get a Nintendo. What are you talking about? And he's like, your second problem is it's gonna look terrible on your TV. I'm like, I just need to know if the thing works first. Let's your start best- with that. Your best bet is to just go buy a power pack and then you can just emulate all the games on a one cartridge and then you never have to actually put any real games in there because why would you? They're, they're pieces of treasure that should be graded and kept in plastic cases. <laughs> anyway, speaking of old games, what are the next ones, Kalai? Oh, uh, the next one is, oh, Earthbound uh, and, the, and Earthbound the Beginnings. And I was so excited for half a second until I realized I couldn't play any games yet. Well, they'll still be there. Yes, yeah, so I'm a little excited about that. Cool, the 90th time they've given me Earthbound to play. I've never played Earthbound. I mean, <laughs> you should. It's it's a really good game. You're gonna even, play? Tricky's, even Tricky's beat Earthbound. That doesn't count if you download a uh, download the save a file. A save state? Yeah. <laughs> no. well, I was trying to give him some credit. He played it. He turned it on. <laughs> What about you, Matt? Are you going to... Um, I mean, gonna... it's on SNES Online, so it's easy access. I will definitely give it a try. I just have to get through my current list of games right now, which it, it keeps growing. All right, next is... I'm really su- surprised and not surprised at the same time, but hey, Portal 1 and Portal 2 are coming to the Switch. I've played it. I mean, it's Portal and Portal 2. It does these a game from 2007 and 2012, I think. 
So therefore, it's listen again. If you haven't played it, and this is your only way to play it, I suggest you play it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, if the Switch can't run Portal, like there's problem. <laughs> yeah, and uh, to be perfectly honest, Portal Two is co-op, and it's really fun in co-op. <laughs> hey, Kalai, go stand on that platform. I totally promise I won't step off this button. <laughs> right. Oh, did you fall off? Yeah, look about look at that. But wait, it's gonna be on the switch, so we're gonna have the little switch thing, and we're gonna each have our little controller looking over it. The the problem is, is that puts me in danger of being in the same room with the people who I drop off of uh, bridges and platforms. <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> oh God. All right. Let's see. Um. Uh, all right. Next is Cuphead Delicious Last Course. Uh. I have Cuphead. I've beaten exactly one boss in Cuphead I was proud of. It's really hard. I've beaten five bosses. Six, maybe. It, it's it's a tough-as-nails boss rush game. The animation is wonderful. The built for the Switch. It can do everything it needs to do on, on all the other consoles. It's just the Joy-Cons are way too imprecise for that type of play. So if you're going to play it, play it with a pro controller play it on your big screen and make sure you have other controllers around because you will get frustrated and you will throw your controller and break i don't think uh joe's ever played cuphead i played cuphead oh i like cuphead it's it's like old school mega man hard i love it i love the challenge of it uh like he said it's a boss it's kind of like a it's, if I could compare it to any old school game, I would say it's more like Contra, where like you blast, you like fight through enemies, and then once you get to the end, there's like a big boss at the end. And I I think the, the challenge of Cuphead is like the challenge of those old school games, where like you have to figure out how to take the enemy down, but you have to make sure, like like an old school Mega Man boss, you have to memorize like timing, you have to have good timing and, preci- and precision with all your moves. And I think that's what really makes the game like shine is how much how it really harkens back to those old school like nes game of like difficulty like it's it's just it's not difficult for difficult sake it's it's just truly difficult because it's a it's a game where you have to play precisely you can't just rush through it you have to learn how to play it's a game where you have to take your time and learn from it all right next i was actually a little excited about this which was the mario kart Eight are getting new tracks. They're getting a lot of new tracks with this whole uh, expansion pack. This is pretty dope, actually. I'm excited about this, too. I actually might go buy a copy of Mario Kart. It's the only game I don't own. And, well, the other exciting part is it is available as part of your Nintendo Online service. As the, I the saw expansion that. One. Yeah, the I expansion that. pass only. Yeah, I saw they're, that. They're adding value to it, which I would hope for. I didn't think they were going to. I really didn't. And I thought if they did this, they would remove the other piece. They'd be like, oh, but you don't get this now. You just get this. So, like, if you subscribe from this day forward, you get Mario Kart, but you don't get the stuff from the other. Like, you wouldn't get the Pokemon stuff or what, what was it? Animal Crossing stuff. Animal Crossing. Yeah. yeah. Like, I could see them doing that. It's like, remember, like, old school Nintendo Power when you signed up and you got something for free for signing up for a whole year? This is like their equivalent of that in 2022. Did I really call it 2022? That sounded re- 2022. I'm not ever going to say it like that again. That was weird. <laughs> Even though both are factually both are factually accurate. accurate. Yeah. All right. Next is Kingdom Hearts FF7 Main Character Edition. 
or Kingdom Hearts Cloud Garbage. Well, who's the main character of Final Fantasy Seven? Cloud Garbage. Cloud. <laughs> Final Fantasy. FF7. No, come on. That was a really good joke. The, on, guys. So we're going to ignore it. So <laughs> <laughs> the, all of the, I, as it released, I was I was uh, perusing Reddit and the amount of people complaining about it. I, and I always know it's the vocal minority, but everybody was like, don't spend your money on this game. It is ridiculous. This cloud thing on my mobile handheld system is the stupidest thing ever. I put it right up there with Stadia. I'm going to pay somebody else for access to a game based off of internet. No, sorry. Done. Pass. Joe, are you getting it? <laughs> yeah, no. Okay, good. I just beat them all on PS4 last year, so no. No, I have no I have no no desire to play those games again. None. Um, okay. Again, you know. I think it's asinine that they would release cloud versions of games of, of one and two because one and two and honestly, three should probably be able to run on a switch too. like I'm not saying it's like the most technical savvy game. It's beautiful. Three is a beautiful game, but one and two can definitely run on a switch. Why not just make the third one cloud? Like, I, I don't I don't get it. It's like they can sell games on cartridges and have you download the other games that come in the cartridge, but they have to make you have all three cloud because they made the third one cloud. No, you don't have to do that. Like, there's no reason, unless they're saying that the discs can't hold all the different versions of the of the Kingdom Hearts games that come with each set. Because they remember, it's not just one, two, and three. It's like one point seven eight six five seven HD collection and two point seven divided by pi HD collection too. So like, they put all of the games on there. It's not just one, two, and three. You get all of the games. It's it's basically the same collection they're selling on the PS4. For like a third of the price, but you can pay ninety dollars and play it on the cloud. Mm-hmm. Makes no fucking sense. Okay, so here's my just the tip of the day for you: if you own a PS4, buy them on PS4 or PS5 or Xbox because they're like a third the price and they play exceptionally better there. Right, like, and you can usually get them on sale on the PlayStation. I think I paid like twenty five bucks for all of them. It was like fifteen dollars last sale for all of them. Like, yeah. Unlike the other games where I say, if this is your own, if the only way you can play it, do it. No, that's not my recommendation this time. <laughs> if you, if this is your only way to play Kingdom Hearts, don't go Just buy a PS. Stop. Go buy a PS4. It's probably cheaper now. <laughs> you can almost buy. You can buy for half the price. For if you double the price, you can buy a PS4, and then you can play games like God of War. And then why the hell would you play Kingdom Hearts? All right, next is Zombie Army 4 Dead War. Pass. Next game. <laughs> like, Pretty much. No, there's nothing to talk about. It's I don't know why they're putting it on the Switch. That's the only new game we're getting. Like, that actually came out last year. All right, and the next one is a hard pass. <laughs> is, is it a remake or is it a remaster? Which one? The next game? Assassin's. Assassin's Creed. I think it's a remake. Oh, Ezio, what's the Ezio collection? Or, yeah, it's the, the Ezio. Yeah, yeah, no, so no, it's not a remake. No, it's just it's... a collection of all the ones we got on PS4. I'm sorry, I misspelled that, right? I was like, really? It's fine. It, it's it's Assassin's Creed, and if you haven't played it by now, people will argue that the Ezio collection is probably the best of the series. I've played Assassin's Except Creed. Except you have to play the first one. 
Yes, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> exactly. I mean... First one's great. The story is fantastic. The story is great. I cannot stress how great the story of the one first one is. Which Anchor? game? Assassin's uh, Creed. Assassin's one. Creed, Creed two one. or one? Like the one. very first one. The very first one. I mean, no, the story was great. The gameplay was very repetitive. I mean, if you like Desmond the and giant? you like collect, you like collecting feathers and jumping on shit. Yeah. Well, in the well by all one, my mean, by all means, I mean. Remember, I am not an Assassin's Creed fan at all. Like I could rant on this game all day. Um, I will say I like two though. I like two a lot. Like I played two a bunch of times. I'm gonna put this out here for you, Joe. Is it really feather collector if it's on the Switch where you can't get a trophy? You're still collecting feathers. I mean, it's still the same shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, should be, it should be called it, this. This game should be called Assassin's Creed: The Same Shit Collection. All right. And the fifth time we've released it. Next is. Metroid Dread Rookie and Dread Modes. I mean, I didn't even put that on there, did I? I, I did. Oh, okay. because yeah, you know, a third person that you add to this podcast actually has things to add to the notes. I know <laughs> it's you're unfamiliar with this since Joe never looks at the notes. Yes, exactly. I'm sorry. Be prepared for notes to be added. <laughs> I mean, so go ahead. So, as somebody who's playing through Metroid Dread right now. Fuck dread mode, okay? One hit and you die. Like that's it. That that's the entire premise of that. You tried it? No, hell no. I I just spent probably a good hour between yesterday and today trying to beat one boss. It was insane. Like you were talking about earlier, Joe, being able to memorize patterns and learn from it. I eventually made it through with a lot of life, but to not get hit. No, sorry. No, 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 no. Here's your tip of the day. When you have gamer friends, get them games like Metroid Dread physical for the Switch. So when they're done with it, you can borrow the game. <laughs> like, like I have to borrow your Amiibos. Yeah, you're welcome to come. Did you use my Amiibos the last time you were here? No, I didn't. Yeah, there you go. You should have. Um. All right. All right. All right. We got this. This is all you two. Oh, yes. Okay. The next game that was announced was Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh I'm God. waiting for this. I, 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 I couldn't believe it. I mean, I, it, it was rumored that it was coming this year, but I don't know, man. Like, now with Pokemon coming, like, oh my God, there's so much shit this year. I'm like, something's got to get pushed to next year. And I'm like, all this is coming in the fall, and we still don't have a release date for Zelda. Still. And they still say it's coming this year. And I don't believe them now. Like, now I have no reason to believe them. Because we have a game, like, every month for the fall. So why would they put Breath of the Wild out? But At least we didn't get the game director coming up being like, we don't have any new news for you, but we wanted to keep you updated. And here's another fucking Game & Watch. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> here's ahead, the I'm just really excited about this game. I played one, I played two, and now we get to play the trilogy. And I was screaming, and Jim and I were watching it together. And he probably thought I was like there was I was having a heart attack. <laughs> uh, I played one on the 3DS as the definitive remake. Never finished it. I played Chronicles on the Wii U. Never finished it. I played two on the Switch. Never finished it. 
So if there's a pattern here, I'm going to pick it up and just not finish it. <laughs> That's all right. As long as you support it. Yeah, just I support it. Just support it so we get another one. Yeah, I support it so you all can continue getting new Xenoblade Chronicles. All right. And then we have some coming soon games that were added. Uh, Primordia. I added this. It's a point and click adventure in the vein of like mist set in again a post-apocalyptic world it just looked really neat the art style looked very wastelandish so if you're into point and click adventures that might be your thing triangle strategy oh man what can i say this game comes out like friday oh. <sighs> I and i won't be playing it because i'll be playing gran turismo <laughs> uh, I won't be playing anything for like the next month besides Gran Turismo and WWE 2K22. So, um, Triangle Strategy looks amazing, like amazing. It's like it takes this art style from Octopath Traveler and then it mixes the gameplay from Final Fantasy Tactics, and you have a winning combination there. You can't fail with this game. I think this game is going to do extremely well. I think it has a built-in audience from the people who already loved Octopath, and it has people who are like, whoa, whoa, a tactics game made by the people who made Final Fantasy Tactics? I'm down. I'm I'm excited, but like I said, I'm not going to pick it up right away, but I am going to pick it up this year sometime. Alright, next is Move or Die Unleashed. I added it because this is a game my friends and I play on the computer, and I'm happy it's coming to Switch. It's a perfect party game for up to four people the entire premise is you choose your character and you move or die if you stand still your life will drain until you die and then they throw mini games out there like the floor falls away or graffiti where you have to color certain blocks of the level so Kalai if you take like duck game but make it all about movement I was going to ask it's you it's that how... kind of game yeah so it's going to be the game that we're going to be sitting on the couch on yes the sweet all right I have to pick it up um, next is Tempest 4000 uh, on March 22nd. Don't know what that is. Do you remember the old school Tempest video games? It's a vector graphed game where you're a ship and you trail the outer edge of a cone and things fly at you from inside the cone and you have to shoot them or avoid them. Never. It's a very old school game. It's just being updated now for the Switch. Again, it's all vector graphics, lines and dots and triangles and squares. And it's kind of like asteroids, but it's in a very specific uh, viewpoint. All right. And then, of course, Kirby's coming out March 25th, which apparently everybody's going to play but me. <laughs> and then I guess you guys wanted to talk about Pokemon Day. Hot off the press. So it says Pokemon Go Alola March 1st. So Nintendo and Game Freak and Niantic doing their Pokemon Go thing. First thing they announced today was that Alola Pokemon are coming to Pokemon Go as of March 1st. So expect to see the starters, the starting bird and a couple other uh, Pokemon as they increase the roster yet again to Pokemon Go. So spend buy your shit crystals to expand your backpack so that way you can catch more Pokemon. Actually, I can add some Pokemon. I can add a Pokemon story to this segment if you guys would like. Go ahead. 
Saturday Night Live did the most hysterical uh, skit this weekend where they were talking about a new variant of COVID where it just makes you look cool and everybody's doing cool stuff and everybody's showing up, including Al Roker. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, Pokemon are here. Yay. Oh no, Pokemon are attacking the Capitol. Oh no. Oh wait, nope, they're just here to bring peace. It's like Biden signing with Pokemon characters next to him. I was like, okay, that's pretty funny. So if anybody wants to see a good Pokemon skit, go look at Saturday Night Live. Now, Pokemon Masters EX two and a half year celebration. New trainers available to battle. Not that I've played it, but evidently it's a fun battle simulator, and that's all I have to say about it. They announced it. Can't expand more on that. I just love how they have to call it two and a half year celebration. Like, 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 why? Because everybody knows the reason we're here is for the original Pokemon celebration, so they wanted to add something else to it. Pokemon Cafe Remix. I mean, I love Pokemon Cafe. It's a fun game. I mean, it gets a little boring after a while, but I still like it. I don't know. It's a little match. Th- it's not a match. I guess it's not a match three game. It's like you draw circles with your stylist and you try to collect as many Pokemon as you can to make them all disappear. Like you, you grab as many as you can in a line. It's fun. I like it. Um, I'm excited that they're adding more to it and they're really supporting it. But where the fuck is Pokemon Shuffle? Come on. That's like the best puzzle game, Pokemon puzzle game we've ever gotten. Shuffle is amazing. Oh, it's like Candy Crush of Pokemon. Like literally. Bring it back, please. Well, Wait, I'm just going to go on a slight tangent here. Did anybody see that there's a Street Fighter collection coming? Well, it's Capcom. Uh, it's Capcom Fighter Collection. Yeah, that got announced the same day as Street Fighter 6. Which hopefully doesn't come to the Switch at all. I thought it is. It has to come to the Switch. I thought it was Street Fighter 6? What, on like no, the, mega, no, on no. the Mega Cloud? No, 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 no. <laughs> How would that shit run? I'm talking about the collection. You have to, like, tape two switches together to get that thing to run. I'm talking about the collection. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm tempted to buy that shit on sale. Oh, the Fighters collection? Yeah. It has a, ro- a bunch of really cool games that they're getting. That It has all the dark, st- dark Stalkers. They're terrible games. Don't have to play them. They're not actually terrible games. They're actually really good fighting games. What else is there on there? Um, <laughs> a game called... Um, oh, God. What the hell is it called? I don't know. I should look it up. I should really look up the collection while, while you're talking. But you look up the collection. We're going to keep going on this and we're going to come back to this. We're going to circle back to this because I want to talk sure. about that collection. Yeah. Pokemon Unite Hoopa jo- joins. Hoopa joins. No. Joe's not a fan of Mobus. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I haven't played Pokemon Unite, but from the people I've listened to that play it, it is actually a pretty competent MOBA. And now you get Hoopa, which allows you to teleport your Pokemon around the arena. Okay. Next is BDSP update. Shaman mythical Pokemon available until March 27th. So Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl are getting a new post-game quest, which will allow you to get access to Shaman, a mythical Pokemon, (laughs) previously only available via game codes. Okay, so you do listen to the Loop Bros, right? Yep. Because I didn't read that at first as BDSP. I didn't know what that was. I read as BDSNM. Anyways. It says all <laughs> sorts of things about you. All right. It does. It says a lot. P- 
PLA Daybreak software update today. New quest includes swarms, gift of Pokeballs using the Arcus Adventure Code. So go into your Pokemon Legends Arceus game. Make sure that you perform the system update. You are going to start encountering swarms of Pokemon. It they didn't expand on it in the so it, it's direct. It's swarms of alphas. That's what I was going to say. I think it's it is alphas because of the glowing eyes, which when you're playing the game, it's terrifying going up against an alpha that is, you know, 10 levels above you. And now you're going to hit swarms of that. But now it means you can alpha, you can alpha shiny hunt now. That's what that means. This is true. Yes, that's literally why everyone's excited about it. I believe is because now you can alpha, alpha shiny hunt. So so make sure to go into your mystery gift, put in Arceus Adventure for I think it was three ultra 30 ultra balls. 30 gravity balls and jet balls, 30 jet balls, 30 jet balls. Yeah, I didn't do mine yet. I'm going to, though. All right. Pokemon Gen 9. Hell fucking yeah. This was this was amazing. I mean, they they basically teased it for a week. If you follow Pokemon on Twitter, they were like they posted like an emoji of a Japanese emoji of, of the number nine. They posted an emoji of a cat next to a leaf. They did. um a duck next to a water, a, a land of a strip of water, and then they did um, like a reptile next to, I believe, fire. So they they were like dropping hints all like week leading up to this. So like people knew it was coming, and it was rumored to be coming this year. And I t- so my friend was like, "Oh yeah, we're getting a new Pokemon game this year too. Yeah, we're getting Gen Nine, and it's going to use the Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus engine." And I was like, uh, no way. We're not getting two Pokemon games in one year. And here we are. And here we are. And this game looks absolutely stunning. It, the art style looks amazing. It's definitely leaps and bounds from what Arceus is doing. With areas more closed off, I feel like they might be able to do more because they don't have to worry about as long draw distances. But from the Reddit comments... I've read indicates that it is going to be more of an open world a la Arceus, but maybe not as as open as Arceus is. So probably well, still going to get some linear paths, but some wide hunting areas. I mean, it's definitely going to have gyms because if you looked in the trailer, it had all the um, like the um, Pokemon types like all around this fountain, which made me indicate that there's going to be oh gym, yeah gyms. I'm they're, hoping. They're- I'm hoping they do away with like the eight gyms. I'm hoping we have like type gyms this time where it's like you have to beat every single type to get like that gem or that like do gems or something different. Like I would love it to be like different, but also like the same, if that makes any sense, like kind of like the trials were in Pokemon Sun and Moon. I think if you're hoping anything other than the standard formula, you're going to be putting on some clown makeup. <laughs> I-, I think so, too. But like, uh, did you really think we would get two Pokemon games in one year and then that this one would be running off of the engine of the new game? I, I mean, I didn't really count Arceus as a traditional Pokemon game that we're getting in the same. I mean, they just came out with Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. I expected a yearly release of something in November because that's what we get every year. We've gotten that every year for, I think, half a decade now. And the fact that it's a mainline on the same year that we got Arceus, I'm considering us lucky. Well, I mean, I really think Arceus slipped too, because it was supposed to come out last year. So technically, we were really only supposed to get it last year. So I guess it still would be this would be the only Pokemon game we got this year. Technically, if that didn't slip, so 
All right. So the most important question with this starter, who who's your starter and why is it the fire type? Uh, it's Captain Duck. It's Captain Quackers, obviously. And that's what I'm naming him. <laughs> I'm a water person. I mean, I have a degree in marine biology. Dude, sea quacks for the win, baby. So is my guy a dinosaur or an alligator? I think he's an alligator and I think he's a cherry. That's that's been the consensus on Reddit right now is that he's an alligator and or a crocodile and he's and he has a cherry. Makes sense with the green stem up top. Yes, I thought it was apple, but like my friend was like, no, 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 no. They just had apple teeny and the other one last gen. So they're not gonna make another apple teeny. Isn't that a martini? <laughs> isn't that the name? What the hell is the name of the apple one? That's app- it's like apple teeny, isn't it? Or I apple- know what you're talking about, but I I stopped paying attention to all the names after gen six i can't remember them all there's almost there's gonna be a thousand after this game do you guys realize that if we get the if we get the normal new 100 a game series this will break a thousand are we are we gonna get all of them in one game i think we'll get a hundred this game we usually do every new gen we usually get close to 100 that no not what i'm asking are we gonna get the complete decks i hope not I think we'll get it through three DLC packs. Cause, cause, did Game Freak learn anything from the people who complained last time, or are they just going to continue being Game Freak? I mean, I I think, like I said, I think we're going to get DLC for it because I don't think they're going to give it away for free, but I do think they're going to learn from their mistakes. And if this tells me anything, if this game plays in the same engine as Arceus. I think all the Pokemon from Arceus are going to be tradable to this game. One last thing for me is I am concerned about frame rate. I, I watching those the trailer. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Three, three or three it, times now. It chugged a it, few times. It did. So I mean, it's put that out there. It's Pokemon. I mean, am I, if I if I was if I wasn't going to tell you that like it, I'm not expecting this like truly graphically powerhouse Pokemon game, but I do expect something that's clean and polished, which we'll get. But I honestly don't see it. I I mean, they've never missed a launch date since what? I think uh, X and Y was the last one they delayed. So this is probably way further into production, and we're probably seeing something that's super earlier than what they're actually working on now. That's what I'm thinking, at least. And it just just makes me worried about how big this game is going to be if we just got Arceus. Or... Was Arceus just a tech demo for this game, basically? Like, was that like, all right, here is here's what we're going to try. Let's see if it works. If everyone loves it. All right. We already started the mainline game in this format. My thing is, how big can this game be? And if it's big, is it going to be polished? Because I don't want them cutting corners like they did in Arceus. Arceus is a beautiful game. Don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of cut jobs in that game. And if they would have gave it a little bit more time in the, in the lab, I feel like it would have been a much it would have it would have hit those like tens like you know how it was getting like eights and nines it would have got some tens if it was more polished honestly my concern is is you had teams working on the Gen 4 remake the Pokemon Arceus and now Violet and Scarlet and unlike a series like Monster Hunter where you have two dedicated teams working in tandem where one works on one series, the other works on the other one, and they kind of like also what Activision does with Call of Duty, separate teams working on separate games. I don't know if that's what it's like game free. So your point's valid. How 
concerned are we that they are going to be skipping or cutting content a for dlc later down the line and b for time because they were working on other projects in tandem at the same time all right i'm sorry I said, if twenty, if if video gaming has taught me anything, and development has taught me anything, or developers have taught me anything in the last like five or six years, is that it's amazing how many projects they work on at the same time and get them all done. But then it's also amazing to see like what that does to the finished products, and some of them come out like really, really, really well done and put together, and then other ones do not. So it, it's. It's amazing. Like some of the some of the games come out and they're super polished and they're well they're you know super well represented and they play well. And there's other ones that play like absolute garbage. And you could see that like they spent all their time on this game in this series, but didn't really give a shit about this one. And I'm just hoping the main series doesn't suffer from how much work they're putting into these other games because the main series is your core fan base. It's the reason Pokemon exists. And you, I feel like you can't really betray those fans because they're your. Doesn't core. matter, they're, Pokemon. It's gonna sell. I mean, it is gonna sell. I mean, I'm sure it's probably broke the internet today. I mean, it's a beautiful day when you wake up on a Sunday and you get a brand new Pokemon game. That's all. That's all I have to say. Like, that's the last closing comment I've say about all this. Is like, it is be- it is it is it is a beautiful day when you wake up and you get a new Pokemon game. All right. Did you look up all the games on the? Uh... I did. I have it right in front of me. All right, let's go through them. Quick. So it has super. Uh, it says Hyper Street Fighter Two Anniversary Edition, which is not really worth good. it. Not worth it for the collection. Keep going. <laughs> super Gem Fighter, which is amazing. It has wait, super... which one's which one's Super Gem Fighter? Super Gem Fighter is like a um, it's like a Tetris uh, like Mania kind of clone. Okay. Where... All right, that one I will accept. Keep going. Super Puzzle Fighter Two. Yes. 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 Yeah, I know. I know you're going to say that. Uh, Red Earth is a really good fighting game. No, that's right. Keep going. Not worth it. Cyber Cyberbots is another fighting nope, game that we never got it. in the States. <laughs> Darkstalkers. Not one. worth it. Nope. Darkstalkers 2 Night nope. Warriors. Nope. Vampire Slayer, which is nope. a spinoff of Darkstalkers. No, no. Vampire Hunter 2. No. And then Vampire Slayer 2. No. Which is another Darkstalkers game. And then that's it. Yes, uh, I'm very happy. I wanted to come to the Switch because I want Super Turbo Puzzle because I played that so many years. I mean, Super 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 Turbo Puzzle Fighter, Super Super Puzzle Fighter Two Turbo is amazing, but Gem Gem Fighter is is fantastic. It's absolutely it like takes that game and ramps it to the next level. So it's a really beautiful game. All right, <clears throat> anybody have anything else to add, or should we land the plane? I mean, it's up to you guys. If you want to talk quickly about what we've been playing, like we can each take turns saying one or one thing we played. I know, Matt, you've been playing. You said Metroid, right? Yep. I mean, I I've been playing uh, Ease Eight on the Switch, and while it doesn't look the greatest on the Switch, I'm pretty amazed at what they're able to pull off. Same thing with Dragon Quest Nine. I think it's just so amazing to be able to play these grand adventures on a handheld, and I. I have fallen in love with this game and I am totally immersed in it. And I put like like seven or eight hours into it. And it's just really good. Like you get deserted on an island with your you get you're on this boat and then you get deserted on a, on a desert island and you have to find all the people on the island. And every time you find people, they can help you do different things or they set up shops for you. It's really fucking dope RPG. Like, I just want to get back to it. It's fucking awesome. Kali, I know you've been playing nothing, right? absolutely nothing 
absolutely nothing. So we're recording on a Sunday tomorrow. I am visiting the doctors to see an update on my arm. So hopefully, dude. So with that in mind, Kali, what are the next three things you're going to play in the Switch? I don't know because I really want to do Pokemon. I still want to go back to. Uh... Oh God, the uh, Persona spinoff. It's been up. The what's the game that started Persona? Oh, Shimagami Tensei. Shimagami Tensei. Yeah. Three or five? Five. Five. Did, did you even play it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you played it for like a few hours, right? I got a good amount in. I'm pretty far in. I'm I'm working my way up to the uh, where you had the problem at in the game, and you told me you had a problem, so I slowed down, and I've been like kind of traversing that area, trying to do quests to like level up my guys. Yeah, yeah, level up before you get to that first boss. That first boss is stupid. Yeah. So it reminds you that you're playing a Shimagami game real fast. I think that's <laughs> I think that's the funniest thing in that game. It's like, oh yeah, this isn't as bad as most Shimagami games, and then you get to the first boss and it fucking annihilates you. And I'm like, okay, now I know what I'm playing. I'm playing the Dark Souls of RPGs. Here we go. Let's let's <laughs> let's, let's, let's strap in and put my put my big boy pants on. Let's let's, let's let's grind for a little bit because and let's let's uh let's start uh let's start having my monsters, you know. Uh, let's put them. To, let's mate. Let's make mate them in the lab, and let's put them together, and let's make even better monsters, so we can make more powerful people and have better spells and better. And we can tackle those weaknesses, and we can get this shit done. But yeah, it's uh, that's a fucking phenomenal game. You should get back to it. I should get back to that. But I got sucked into ease, and now like that's all I want to play. And I know ugh. I I can't wait to try it out. Try out my new Switch. I haven't even tried out the OLED. Oh, that's right. You got an OLED yet? Well, you haven't even played it yet. Yeah, or my PlayStation Five. Oh my! You got two new consoles that you haven't even touched yet. Wait, did you play your Xbox Series X yet? Yes, the Halo I, one. I got that a while ago, so I was able to play a little bit of that. And I got um, Matt lent me the new uh, Ratchet and Clank game, which is why I wanted the PlayStation because I liked Ratchet and Clank one so much. I wanted to play the second one. Oh, nice, nice. Oh, I need to play that. Uh, Matt. Uh, okay, is that it, or does Matt want to talk about what he's been playing? Or yeah, go ahead, Matt. So, as I said earlier, I was playing Metroid Dread. Thank you, Kali. It was one of my Christmas gifts. And yes, you will be able to borrow it once <laughs> you're done. Once I'm done with it, uh, true Metroid type game. It's a little bit easier to navigate. They've added a lot of fluid movement. The game is smooth as butter. And it's just fun. If you like Metroid, I fully recommend playing it. I have played more Pokemon Legends Arceus, and I finally have my main gripe of the game. Because there's Pokemon that you capture that you have to do certain things, like use moves. You know, number of times you've seen them use Flamethrower or Fire Blast. And as I'm trying to circulate my roster to fill out my Pokedex, I find myself having to go, all right, which Pokemon haven't I filled out yet? I got to exit the screen where you get to choose your Pokemon from your pastures, go to the Pokedex, figure out which one you're missing and pull that one out, put it in your roster. All right, go back. Okay, which Pokemon next do I need to fill out? It's quickly becoming a homework assignment, and I wish there was an easier way that if you just hovered over the Pokemon in your pasture or your roster, that you could just automatically go to your Pokedex entry for it. I haven't found a way, so if there is, maybe one of our listeners can tell me, but that's been my most frustrating gripe with the game. And finally, 
I, at your guys' recommendation, I tried Monarch. Uh, they have the demo available on the Switch, and it's kind of like a Persona Shin Megami game, and I found that it's not my type of game. <laughs> I, I loaded up the demo, and they immediately throw you into a battle. Like, okay, cool, let's get into this. And I immediately died. I said, okay, let's see what happens. Proceeding through 30 minutes of cutscenes later before I got to the next battle. I, oh, yeah, it's heavy. It's heavy. I immediately, it's funny, Kali, Steve was watching me play, mm-hmm. and I immediately went to the home screen, uninstalled the game. I said, I'm done. I'm not even going to try playing it any further. And that's all I really did. Okay. All right. Then let's land this plane. Thank you for listening. If you like our show, check out our, of course, our main show, the Loop Bros Podcast. We do have a Patreon where you can uh, pay to make us play games. Don't do that. Stop doing that shit. <laughs> I have way too many games to play this year, and now I got to play Dark Souls or no, D- or friggin' Bloodborne and Burnout. Uh, not Burnout. Uh, Need for Speed Payback and Grand Theft Auto Five, and I gotta play everything because you schmucks are like, oh, let's make Joe play more games. <laughs> Fucking a, like I got enough shit to do. <laughs> Stop it. All right, thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.